welcome to the Part-Time Podcast with Full-Time Friends. This week, we're going to be talking about the history of Manila folders with Addison. Why we get brain freeze with Chris. And how to properly frame an oil painting with Tim. <laughs> but before we get into that, I want to know, how has your week been, guys? Yeah, it's been it's been okay. Can't complain. It's been pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. How about you, Addison? You know, I've been watching my baby. Um, I signed up for a course in the spring. Nice. Yeah, so that'll be that'll be fun. Is it a Is pottery course? Med- it's a podcasting course. So oh. maybe by the time I'm done with that, I'll be really good at this. Are you sure it's not? Is isn't it? Uh, what are you like? Fourth year in medical school? <laughs> I like to pretend I am, and when I meet women, I definitely tell them I am. <laughs> I was hoping that you were going to take uh, a pottery course that teaches you how to spin the wheel with like, like in ghost, you know, with someone always behind you. <laughs> yeah. The teacher's really touchy feely. Yeah. Never wears a shirt. That's Can't a... get him to keep his damn shirt on. That's community college for you. <laughs> oh man. Uh, well, yeah. I so, saw uh, my sister had a baby a couple weeks oh, ago. That's right. So uh, I've also been hanging out with a little baby a lot it's uh it's new for me it's so weird the baby's tiny it's so small so small she feels like a little bird but it makes no sense because my baby was two pounds lighter than that baby and i look at that baby and i'm like where do you get two pounds out of this thing yeah. <laughs> wait it, it's insane it's crazy it's wait madness. how how heavy was your baby uh, I don't know if I should be discussing the details. I don't want to dox my baby. That's very personal info. Oh, okay. But, but okay. it is pretty oh, lucky. My bad. She was she was seven pounds seven ounces. What? Se- sevens. Seven's a good number. Oh man! Is it? What was the third number? Yeah. I don't know if there is a third number. Oh, I thought numbers always come in threes. <laughs> no, no, no. That's omens. Uh, okay. <laughs> You, no, you see the scale, it's like, you see six, six, and then it just, <laughs> the number's just like on the edge, area, uh, uh, and then they just switch uh, to sevens, and you're like, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> close one. We almost had a devil baby. Yeah. So close. So close. Yeah. It's a really heavy baby, 667 pounds. Well, yeah. it's uh, British. They were doing it in stone. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, yeah. I think that's heavier, actually. <laughs> they count it in like little tiny pebbles. <laughs> yeah. yeah how big are the stones like i don't get it britain you're you're on crack yeah like measuring stuff in stones yeah like they come in all different sizes how is that even a measurement <laughs> and even then like even if they're all the same size stones are made out of different things so like an iron stone is going to weigh more than like a granite stone versus a sandstone stone versus a feather stone i've heard this one <laughs> or the philosopher fall the same rate <laughs> The they'll, philosopher stuff. They'll yeah. fall at the same rate, though. <laughs> in, in a vacuum. In a vacuum. <laughs> I, I try not to put my vacuum over stones. It usually clogs it up. <laughs> That's always a pet peeve of mine when people say, like, oh, muscle weighs more than fat. I'm like, no, it doesn't. They but weigh, it does. They weigh the same. They do? But they don't. If you have a pound of muscle and a pound of fat. The pound of muscle is heavier. No. It's the, 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 I read this in a book. They both weigh a pound. No. I, no. God, I promise you. You know, I would say that I'm a bit of a weightlifter myself. <laughs> I like lift myself out of things all the time. And Manholes. I think you're wrong. When someone leaves the toilet seat up and it's nighttime. <laughs> Just fall right in. 
Yeah. Ankles to the sky. Oh, man. <laughs> Ankles <laughs> to the sky. <laughs> That's a deep toilet. That's a sexual position in my house. <laughs> Ankles to the sky. Have you been doing the or falling into the sutra? toilet? <laughs> the comma poop trap. Yeah, yeah. Gotta be careful though. You might cut your butt on that poop knife. <laughs> yeah. Call back. A, uh, a spoon would Amanda's be better. like, don't so come back in effective. here until you're wet from having sat in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole new kink. <laughs> Oh, don't man. don't kink shame me. How do you think we have a we had our first kid? <laughs> From he had to sit in so shamed? many toilets. <laughs> oh my god, oh. <laughs> that's quality right there, guys. Oh man. Uh, well, speaking of uh, kids, that kind of segues me into one of the things I wanted to talk about. Is I was reading my kids a bedtime story as I do every night. Uh, and this every night, every night, every night, three stories, three stories. How do you keep up with that? Uh, well, we we reread a lot of the same books. Well, in the first month of my daughter's life, I memorized like three children's books because we read the same three books. (laughs) Yeah, it's they could only afford three books, (laughs) it's a lot. Luckily, we live close within walking distance of a library. Uh, so yeah, so we get a lot of different books too, but. Uh, this tonight's book was Rumpelstiltskin, and I don't know if you're familiar with that beloved children's tale or not. Yeah, it's uh, the guy's name is a secret, and he gets the girl to spin her straw into wine. Um, uh, no, that's that's the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know why I, tonight I just had this realization as I was reading it because I have a daughter. Um, and I also have a son and while I was reading it, I was like, oh wow. Like, I don't know if, I don't know if this is teaching my kids good things because mm. so let, let me, let me frame the story for you. Okay. So okay. it's, it starts out with a dad who's out in the field and he sees the King come by. Right. Mm-hmm. What is, what does the dad do? The first thing he does is he's like, oh, come here and see how hot my daughter is. And, and so sounds like you're reading the Bible. Yeah, right. So the king, the king naturally is like, oh well, I gotta see this. Like, I'm not gonna pass up a hot daughter, right? So uh, the next thing that the king's or that the dad says to the king is like, oh, I guess I ran out of everything I thought of saying to this guy, so I'm just gonna make up a lie. And he's like, oh. the first thing that comes out of his mouth is, uh, uh, she could spin straw into gold. And then the, the king's like, oh, well. <laughs> Hot and rich, cool. Uh, so, but you, you're still a farmer, huh? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you were toiling in the field when I approached. Yeah. Why? So this dad. It's an honest job, you know. This dad. You oh, good. You can't just eat gold for a living. I mean, you could, you but you die for a living. Yeah, you turn it into wheat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then you. Then you like poop golden turds out your mouth. You, throw, you take the straw, you throw it into the ocean, and you eat the turtles that you kill. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so plastic yeah. straw. He's a plastic He's farmer. A plastic str- yeah. Oh, yeah. that makes way more sense. <laughs> okay. So th- this dad sells out his daughter to the king based off of a lie. And then when she gets to the castle, the first thing the king does is say, here's some straw, spin it to gold, or you're going to die. But if you spin enough, then like I guess we can get married. Um, <laughs> so wait, so he doesn't even marry her. He just yeah. takes her. Yeah. He just takes her and he's like, takes her for, 
for a test drive. Yeah, and he's oh, like, okay. yeah. he's like, if you don't spin this into gold, then you're gonna die. But if you do, then like, I'll think about getting married, right? And so like, she's sitting there distraught, sure. like obviously, like I can't spin this around to gold. So what happens? Another man comes into her life named Rumpelstiltskin, mm. who then says he can help her, but only if he's able to take something from her, right? So everybody's like taking something from this girl. Um, like her only value so far is her looks and what she can give men at this point, right? Uh, yeah, and Little, so, literal gold. Yeah, and so she <laughs> so throughout the situation. Okay, <laughs> throughout the story, she's literally like giving everything she has to Rumpelstiltskin just so she can live, just so there's a chance that the king might marry her if she spends enough straw into gold, right? So like at the end of the story, the king gets enough gold, and he's like, "All right, I guess we can get married now." And w- <laughs> there's like no. <laughs> That's it. There's like no other basis of the of the relationship other than like, well, you you like you made enough gold that we can get married. He's the king. He doesn't have to marry her, right? She's she's his subject. So why doesn't he just go like make gold or I'm gonna fucking kill you? Yeah, I mean, he basically said that to begin with, but uh, yeah. <laughs> he did. Yeah, you're right. Like, so long so story short, it's... the moral of the story that I feel like is teaching my kids is that like. The girls have no power, and it pays to be a guy. It pays to have a hot daughter. Yeah. <laughs> That's the moral I was picking up on. Right, well, and I'm probably, like, being pretty reductive about, like, what I'm reading into it as, but, like, it's just, it's a story where just, like, this person has literally no control over their life beyond, like, basically just trying not to die. Um, <laughs> well, isn't that what just, we're all doing? It struck me as odd such a weird story yeah so i don't i don't i mean i guess it's like one of those grim fairy tales where it was meant to scare kids into not touching themselves or whatever but um, <laughs> but yeah i'm I'm probably gonna rethink maybe reading that one to my kids for a while so i mean did you check with your daughter's self-worth after you read her this book yeah she rolled her eyes at me <laughs> I mean, did you mansplain to her that she could be anything she wants? <laughs> she could be an astronaut if she wants. Yeah, uh, I often tell her that she can be whatever she wants, and then she'll often roll her eyes at me, and I'm just like, "Well, I did my job, I guess." Uh, I'm gonna tell my daughter that she's capable of spinning straw into gold, <laughs> <laughs> to, only for the purpose of marrying the king. Yeah, <laughs> that's your only goal in life is to learn to spin straw to gold, so you get the king. Yeah, yeah. Well, Did you hear that? Okay. Queen Elizabeth was gonna like stop the monarchy after she dies. I haven't heard this. Yeah. I read it like, I don't know, a couple months ago or something like that. And she was like, yeah, you know, maybe when I'm dead, like we won't need kings and queens anymore. Cause I mean, they really don't have a role. It's more like tradition, mm-hmm. but, but she's just like, I was so good. Yeah. Mic drop. Yeah. I'm out of here. Uh huh. End of 500 years of tradition. Yeah. And they're like, Prince sons are like, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, you mean I have to go find a, job like i don't have any hair what do you expect me to do i look funny in this uniform I, there's no wars the the whole british setup of so a weird. monarchy with a parliament yeah to me doesn't make any sense yeah. but also like 
their law system. Why in the fuck are these guys still wearing wigs? <laughs> like today, 2019, they still guys get dressed up in robes and put on powdered wigs. And yeah. like the bigger your wig, the more power you have. It's I mean, so have weird. you ever seen RuPaul's Drag Race? <laughs> <laughs> so what you're telling me is that these British men are all just want to be in drag. Yes. That makes a lot I mean, more yeah, sense. Maybe. Okay. They're, they're all a bunch of fairies. Yeah. <laughs> No offense to the real fairies listening to the podcast. If fairies, if you ones. want to sponsor us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. yeah, the Dalai Lama did the same thing. He was like, I'm probably going to be the last one. Well, I How mean... can you just do that? Don't they believe in re- reincarnation? <laughs> well, Muhammad the prophet also did it. He's like, I'm the last one. Hmm. Like, if you're a big enough hotshot in your movement, if you just claim to be the last one, like, then it becomes a legacy. That's it's genius. It's genius. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All of the I mean, I guess that's where I I just find it really hard to get behind any of these schools of thought of like religion, monarchies, dictatorships. I'm like, why do you go along with this? <laughs> like who does this? Like um, I don't know. I just woke up one day and I'm like, I'm over all of it. <laughs> so you so the queen's in charge of you? And she can, like, touch you with a sword, and you become a knight. But even being a knight nowadays doesn't mean anything. (laughs) Like, what is, like, Elton John? I mean, Sir Elton John. I mean, what does he do? Is he a knight? What do you become a knight for? Being gay? I don't know. For being For doing music too good. (laughs) (laughs) That's because he sold his soul to the devil. Probably. Or about, like, that actor, Sir Ian McKellar. Like... Is it McKellar or McKellen? McKellen. What it's I don't know what it is. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, thanks McKellen. for making. Thanks for vocab shaming me, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, what's the whole point of their entire system? <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's 2019. Stop putting on powdered wigs. <laughs> Stop calling each other knights. Like, get over it. Stop wearing dresses that were intended for men. Start wearing dresses that were intended for women. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> all these people wear dresses. They're, they're robes. Oh, the, the, come, come. Those are dresses for men. <laughs> <laughs> are they are they breezy? Maybe that's they're it's easy a and breezy. Look. <laughs> I mean, it's like the moo moo. Like it's a comfy look. I mean, <laughs> I kind of get it. I kind of like the one you have on now. <laughs> yeah. Well, this one's original, like from Hawaii. <laughs> I hate people who call it Hawaii. <laughs> it's like it's Hawaii. You're white. Stop. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. And uh, the history of how Hawaii became a state is actually like really sad and depressing. Uh, like how every state became a state is super sad and depressing <laughs> when you think about it. Well, Either we bought it, bought it, or like stole it, or killed everybody else there. Yeah. Well, we had like two. It was like two corporations or something were basically like battling over the island chain, and they effectively made the island dependent on their product or something like this. And then they they got in in such a way that they were able to like incite an insurrection. And they orchestrated events so that it made the monarchy step down and had to abdicate. And the U.S. came in. And they're like, "Well, if you're gonna step down anyway, we're gonna we're just gonna like, I guess we can, <laughs> guess we can just go ahead and you know purchase you and fold you into the states." 
man. But it just they like swindled them like right out from underneath. And it it kind of makes me yeah, makes me a little. Some, upset. Somebody read Atlas Shrugged. <laughs> yeah, I mean everyone there is named um, Aaron or whatever the that person's <laughs> name. Ayn Rand. Iron Rand. Well, I mean, if you're going to be mad about that, why aren't you mad about how we've been screwing Puerto Rico forever? Yeah, let them in. Like, since 1917, they've been considered U.S. citizens, Mm -hmm. but it's not a state. It's definitely not a state. It definitely doesn't get the funding that it needs and has no voting rights. They should either go the way of Hong Kong or we should bring them in. I say bring them in. 51. Get it done. Or we trade them for Florida. That rhymes. 51, get it done. They should just hashtag Yang2020. <laughs> they should just make it or one of the one of Florida's extra keys. <laughs> the biggest key. The biggest key. Oh my god. Yeah. I, I would be fine with just getting rid of Florida. Like just oh, yeah. Florida's not a state anymore. Well that's the nice thing about global warming. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be make it under. for us. Yeah, <laughs> that that penis at the bottom of our country is going to get smaller. Yeah, we're going to circumcise it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> just, it's just going to get wet for a little while. <laughs> you can dip the dip the peen in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> it's just slowly dipping its foot right now, though. Yeah. As we kill the ozone more, it'll like, get worse. It's like a reverse how it works in reality. Like when it gets hot, the peen is going to get smaller. But then when we have an ice age, it's going to get bigger, bro. <laughs> so much bigger. <laughs> so big. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, I mean, I've got something uh, that I was reading a little bit earlier today, um, kind of on a, a theme of our country, okay, um, okay. you know, ties in. And um, what it comes down to is white women are the worst. Oh, absolutely. I'm married to at least one, and I could tell you, it's not as fun as you think. I mean, I'll just say it right now, that white women are a key factor in the racism in this country right now. Oh, shit. Yeah. And there's a group out here um, called Race to Dinner that is, uh, they're teaching white women. Oh, yeah? How bad they are. Uh, and, and trying to show them the errors of their ways. So uh, I've got something here from their website. I just figured I'd share with you guys. Okay. So first of all, let's talk about the mission of all of this. Their mission is simple. Mm-hmm. Reveal the naked truth about racism in America and unleash your power as white women to dismantle it. Now, this isn't the stuff of Trump, the KKK, and Nazis. That's easy. It's obvious to denounce, and it requires nothing of white folks to just say that's bad, right? Yeah. But what's hard? Looking at yourself, white women, and uh, look in the mirror and acknowledge that as a white person in America, you're an active participant in upholding white supremacy. This isn't personal. <laughs> don't yeah, no, don't yeah. take this personally. Terrible, <laughs> terrible white witches. Yeah, this isn't about you, Helen. Uh, yeah. This is about you, white women. Karen. Oh, it's just about Karen. Calm down. Calm. Calm down. This isn't specifically about you and all your other friends named Karen. I know you're listening to this on your commute, looking in your <laughs> rearview mirror, as you should. You're a white supremacist. <laughs> look in that. Flip down that mirror. Yeah. Look in the baby safety mirror. Yeah. You're a racist. See that girl in the mirror there looking back at you? 
That's a fucking racist. <laughs> oh, man. But it's okay because it's it's not specific about you. But it's not it's not about you, Julia. This this is systemic, <laughs> okay? And this makes you a human who's mm-hmm. part of that system. Yeah. As black women and mm-hmm. brown women, we too are humans who are part of the system. Only we are on the other side. Uh-huh. We are on the receiving end. And you white bitches are on the giving end. It doesn't say bitches. It says it it right here. No, it doesn't. (laughs) Until white women are willing to disrupt white supremacy, we're never going to see change. Then there's a call to power here. Oh, yeah. White women, you have the power to disrupt and dismantle the hate. Now, that's where they come in. Mm-hmm. Now that you've understood that you are a terrible white bitch racist, <laughs> they want to help you. Okay, keep your eyes on the road for three seconds. All right, and let then me look just back explain to you how we can fix this, okay? We're going to talk about your complicity in upholding white supremacy and keeping us brown and black women down. Yeah. Our goal is to reveal your white privilege, your power your control, and your complicity, and all of the above, you crazy white cunt. <laughs> you are Do they, do they have part... to say all the above if they've already said all the above? <laughs> yeah, they do. Okay. Because um, it's, it's here. <laughs> this is verbatim. I'm oh reading verbatim their website, okay? You're an integral part of this system. Please use this power to dismantle the hate rather than to uphold it. Now, making white women comfortable, it's not our goal. So they're not out to make them comfortable by calling them racists. Yeah. I don't know if you <laughs> racist bitches figured this out yet, but they don't want you to be comfortable. Oh. Our goal is to be seen, to be heard, and to have you, white cunt witches. <laughs> you can't call them Acknowledge. I'm not calling them It does not say cunt. Acknowledge that you've caused us harm. Only then can you start doing the work to dismantle the system of white supremacy, a system that is killing us all. Whoa. White women, black women, brown women, indigenous women, all. So white women are killing non-whites with their racism. 100%. Do they point to a specific example where this has actually happened? (laughs) Everywhere. Every (laughs) single day, all the time. When you take your Kia Sedona minivan and you whip it in front of their Toyota Corolla 1986 model, mm-hmm. you are putting them in this, you're, you're playing into this system of supremacy. By being a bad driver? Yeah. When, you're, when you almost hit their kids in that, the school line. That's white supremacy. That's white supremacy. Oh, I see. Okay. So they, they explain here that the dinners are all at once uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable just listening to it. (laughs) They're intriguing. They're raw. They're personal. But they're so extremely refreshing. (laughs) I feel refreshed just knowing that there's a group out there doing this great work. Could you imagine, like, signing up for a dinner (laughs) to be told you're racist? Well, they're going to... Let me tell you about that. Okay. okay? okay. So this isn't racism 101. (laughs) Okay. While Rao and Jackson are personable and witty... Obviously, they yeah. wrote all of this. I feel like <laughs> this isn't a delicate dinner conversation. No. Nor are attendees sitting in the audience of a TED Talk feeling exempt from personal accountability. Right. You're going to feel fucking accountable, Karen. 
Okay. Yeah. So you hear that, this Cindy? is an intimate, <laughs> direct conversation of how you white devils at the table are complicit in the continued injustices of our white supremacist society and how they can immediately take action. Jeez. White women attending these dinners need to be committed to resisting white defiances. Ooh. The host is prepared to interrupt white fragility. So check that shit at the door, Karen. Yeah. Did you hear that, Stephanie? In order to protect and center the conversation around Rao and Jackson so as not to derail the conversation with your fragilities. Yeah. You dumb white bitches. Yeah. You're there, okay? Mm-hmm. And to come to this dinner, you're going to pay us $2,500. What? Whoa. What? What yeah, a, it's uh, it's a new approach, okay? Who's so signing like, up for this? It's a new approach, and while it may not be for everyone, <laughs> yeah, Karen, people who you don't have two thousand five hundred dollars, this is yeah. for you. It fills an urgent need, okay? Race to dinner has inspired white women to push harder than they ever knew they could. Mm-hmm. In the end, they realize their liberation is directly related and connected to that of black, indigenous. And brown women. Wow. So for our white women listeners, those were not my words. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they came out of your mouth. Rao, <laughs> Rao and Jackson wrote those. Okay. They want you to understand that it's not an attack. Okay. Obviously so not. Turn your fragility levels way down. Way down. Because I can see that you're, you just whipped your car off of I-95. <laughs> And you're in a ditch right now, and you're not going to make it to soccer practice. So just calm down, okay? Give them $2,500. Go sit there and eat probably a terrible vegan dinner (laughs) and learn how to stop being such terrible white racist cunts. I have to assume that the kind of people that they would be targeting about this, who let's assume they actually have the money to do it, are not in the headspace to be self-aware enough <laughs> to actually spend the money and sign up for this service. I don't know. They take place in a beautiful city. Mm-hmm. Oh, you didn't. Um, you didn't then, mention that part. Oh, I'm sorry. This is taking place in. Uh, let me. Am I pronouncing this right? Denver, Colorado. Oh, Co- Col- Colorado. Oh. D- Denver. That explains yeah. it. They're high. I see. Yeah. I mean, Denver was a hotbed <laughs> of KKK action back in the day. So. <laughs> Well, it still is. Is it really? It's terrible. Yeah, I, I guess it, it like still kind of is. Liberal. No, okay, that's bolder. So Denver, if you live like in in like Denver proper, mm-hmm. I'm gonna say like eight hundred two one one, eight hundred two one two, like in like downtown areas and mm-hmm. just directly adjacent, maybe like Low High or Wheat Ridge, um, you know, Lodo. We get it. You're you probably there. fine. <laughs> you live He's there name too. Dropping. Okay, so you're you're probably I'm I'm saying these specific neighborhoods because that's about the only places you can go there uh-huh. and not be a terrible racist. Oh, wow. Could you get ten minutes outside of like the belt? Uh-huh. And it's horrible. Really, it's so bad. I I mean I know personally multiple people that were in my company uh-huh. when I worked there that were fired for being racist. Holy shit. Yeah, you can't yeah. drive 10 feet if you get past the belt. You can't drive 10 feet without running into somebody on the road who's just wearing a sheet. 
I'm I mean, just morally, you can't. I'm just <laughs> saying. Yeah. I mean, that's why yeah, everyone drives him. giant trucks, is you got to have one just to run over all the people wearing sheets <laughs> in the road. It's uh, true. You got to have the big tires, more surface area yeah. to crush some skulls. Jeez. Yeah, God. no, there's a, there's a, where the original Denver airport used to be is in a t- place called Stapleton. And Stapleton is named after one of the original, I think he was like a, I think he was either a governor or he was like, the mayor or something of Denver and Denver was like the, you know, the only game in town back then. And the mm-hmm. guy was essentially like an undercover, like, um, like grand dragon. Like he was like a very high up person, in the KKK who had basically infiltrated the U S government in a, in a way to control Colorado as, Jeez. as a white supremacist state. Um, and I'm sure, I'm sure like, I don't have like all the facts, like completely 100% correct, but like the gist of it is, this guy who was in charge of Denver, at least, was a KKK member, and now we have a town named after him. Wow. Yeah. That is insane. Yeah. It's... I I'm... thought I thought that Stapleton guy invented staples. Well, he did. <laughs> they were just racist staples. He, only, he would only use the white ones. Yeah. Have you seen his stapler? It's so yeah. white. I do not understand white supremacy. Like... <clears throat> All the like white supremacists that I've seen in like documentaries and stuff like that, they are not what I would consider good at being white. <laughs> like Expand, if, if, if please, if, I'm so curious right now. If you're gonna be a white supremacist and you think that the white race is the best race, you better be a fucking doctor, a billionaire, a lawyer, some sort of economist like a, an amazing author or something like that. Or like make a that. really good steak or something. Yes. Anything. <laughs> you better be the best at, you know, doing something that you get world or at least statewide recognition. But like all these people are fucking hicks and like, like stupid idiots. Yeah. I mean, I'll say we, I don't know if you guys knew him. I think he went, I knew this guy who was a member of the church that we used to attend. Okay. Uh, who, in his heyday, was uh, a grand dragon of the KKK. No way. Yeah. Wait, who is this? Wow. Well, I mean, if I say the name, you're going to have to edit it out. What, so. what, just tell me what it rhymes with. <laughs> Sharnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> no, it rhymes with Shouter Kilk. I don't know who this is. Harvey Milk, that gay guy who like, <laughs> yes, ran for him. mayor or something like that. And yeah. No, I don't know. You guys maybe didn't know him. I probably don't. He know definitely him. was like a big part of like the young men's program. Wow. He was a good dude, like from what I can remember. Oh, whoa, like, whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> he was a good dude. Yeah, let's not erase what he's always done always here. inviting me over. <laughs> yeah, I'm just yeah, but so. My point to that was he was the best at building Volkswagen engines. Had a whole business here in town. I, I guess that where he was the best at Volkswagens, which is <laughs> it's it, a German it, car. Yeah, but yeah, it's a German it, car. It right? Always yeah, kind of it that. always bugged me when I found out. Yeah, that that was like his career. <laughs> was I was like, 
That makes so much sense. What if it was like, I'm like the best vegan farmer like in the area, like something's very lefty. Yeah. Like I have, I make the best tofu dish <laughs> <laughs> featured in cookbooks. Oh but man. Closet, like closet super racist. white racist. The, Vol- the Volkswagen thing just reminded me um, of, have you guys, did you guys know that the Volkswagen was commissioned by Hitler? <laughs> yes. yes. That's what we were you talking didn't about. Know this? But but did you have you heard of it before? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And Hugo Boss designed the SS uniform. Yep. Yeah, but like, did you know it? <laughs> yes. And that the company yeah, that he... turned their image around was a Jewish advertising agency. Nice. That I yeah. Didn't so know. all I those like that. all those seventies commercials that like. Or like think big, but the car was really small on the page. Like those were oh, all yeah. done by like a Jewish ad agency. Wow. Yeah. I mean, does that make the Jewish guy a race trader, or does it make him like a revolutionary? Uh, I think a bunch of people at the time quit over it, but the people who stayed were like, "We're gonna do this because it's just a car." Yeah. Just a car. And for Hitler's Nazis. also in Argentina, so why do we have to worry about it? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but another comment that you made, Addison, about like backwoods, hick people, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> it, it got me thinking about how there's this there's this thing that I heard about a wild hog ec- epidemic. You guys know anything oh, wow. about this? I know a lot about this. Okay, so I know yeah. like I know some friends who like hate hogs. Because they just destroy everything. Yeah. Did you know that hogs were commissioned by Hitler? (laughs) Did you know that? Oh, my God. Um, No. So I found out about this. There's there's a tweet a while ago that I I read, and it was like a meme and whatever, and I kind of forgot about it. But then there was a um, podcast called Reply All that, that did an episode about, like, what this guy actually meant by it. Um, so let me just read you this tweet, right? So this came after like one of the most <laughs> this came after one of the most recent like gun tragedies in our country. Uh so things like Not the one that happened today. No, definitely not that one. Uh okay. I still don't even really know everything about that yet. Like I bear, like I just know it exists and that's really sad, but this is a different all, all I know is it's a false flag. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah. So this oh, is a different God. one. This is one of the many other ones that have happened in our recent past in August of 2019. But this guy I got on Twitter, his name was Jason Isbell. And he said, if you're on here arguing the definition of assault weapon today, you are part of the problem. You know what an assault weapon is and you know you don't need one. And then this other guy named Willie McNabb. Uh, <laughs> Very good name. Yeah. So he replies to this tweet. Um, and the original tweet has like a check mark next to it, so maybe he's like some famous person I'm supposed to know, but I don't. Um, <laughs> but this guy says, legit question for rural Americans. How do I kill the 30 to 50 feral hogs that run into my yard within three to five minutes while my small kids play? Oh. <laughs> so when I originally saw this, I took it to mean like I thought he was like trying to make a point of like making fun of rural Americans being like, ah, yeah. ha ha ha. Like we, <laughs> use, we use this like dumb excuse. Hogs. Yeah. 
but it turns out the guy was like actually serious because he had that happen to him like 30 to 50 feral hogs ran into his yard and he had to like scare them off with his gun while his kid his kids are playing in, in their yard right yeah. Um, this is a real problem. Yeah, and apparently, like, in the southern states, and it's starting to spread, um, like, a long time ago, when people were exploring America, they, like, would let hogs loose in order to eat them later. Like, I guess, I don't like know. Johnny Appleseed? But yeah. Like, but with pigs. Johnny Hog? Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Johnny, Johnny Pigseed. Yeah, not Johnny's Hog. But like, <laughs> that's that movie that Addison was watching yeah. before it came over. I I clicked on it on accident. <laughs> but these these animals would just run loose and they wouldn't get all of them. And so like, apparently pigs, uh, can reproduce at like an alarming rate. Like a female pig can start having children like before she's even a year old. And wow. yeah, and their gestation period is super short. Yeah, wow. and they'll and, usually throw like around seven to eight hogs per litter. Yeah, Jeez. so it's just like population is like out of control, like to the point where like if if it doesn't, if something drastic isn't done, like we'll barely even be able to like break even with population control, like not even decrease it, like just just baseline, like we're killing as many as are being born type scenario. Do wild hogs taste as good as regular pigs? Not even in the slightest. Because they eat a lot of trash. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, this guy made a good point that, like, there is a scenario where a weapon might actually, like, make sense for him. And it's, like, a, a very small group of people who have to deal with this, especially farmers, because these pigs, like, tear up their farms like crazy. But, like, mm-hmm. like the rest of the country who lives in cities don't have to worry about this, at least not yet. (laughs) Oh, not yet. Yeah. But, um, I mean, this is such a big problem that in Georgia, there's a huge, uh, army base there and they actually have an entire platoon of men that their only job is to hunt and kill pigs on and near the base. I would love that job. Yeah. It's great. They trap them. They shoot them. They, they can't keep up but, like target practice. And that's kind of part of the problem is because the, because it's open season year round and there's no limit to how many you can kill. Like the hunting industry is like making a mint on this. And so yeah. there are people who will basically like try to corral a specific area and they'll pay people a ton of like people will pay them a ton of money to come and basically just like, kill these hogs however they want like you can blow them up with dynamite corral yeah you can like blow them up with dynamite if you want to like they don't they don't care like they just cater to your sick fantasies but (laughs) there's (laughs) you could even like you can uh in central texas you can ride on a helicopter and shoot a rail gun like a like a straight up gatlin gun yeah yeah like kill as many pigs as you want that'd be so cool yeah it's only like three thousand dollars too Oh man, it's less money than being told that you're a racist cunt. Yeah. No, it's five hundred dollars more. <laughs> oh, sorry. Jeez, I mean, which one would I rather do? Be told I'm racist or go shoot pigs with a machine gun? Yeah, but, from a helicopter. <laughs> but there's, I, I think it's the governor from Texas or Arkansas, like one one of those southern southern states. His answer to the problem is he just wants to put out a bunch of poison. 
he basically just wants to use this like modified rat poison and just like put them as like traps all out, all out in the wilderness, and people are naturally like, well, what if like other animals eat that like, or what if my yeah. what if my dog <laughs> actually eats it and then like I don't know, dies, <laughs> and the guy's yeah. like, well, like, it's just collateral damage, you know, it's acceptable what? risk. <laughs> and then on the other hand, he's like, well. This is the safe stuff, so it only kills pigs, and the, and the, you know everybody's naturally like, I don't know if that's how that works. <laughs> it's just arsenic; it only kills pigs. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy, man. I mean, I have firsthand experienced this problem. Uh, so my brother owns a pretty big ranch in Texas, a couple thousand acres, mm-hmm. and uh, they run cattle on that property, and. I have an open invitation and to, to go and just help control the pig population. I mean, we do it every time I go there. We try and kill as many pigs as we can every single night that I'm there. Could you kill a pig with a bow and arrow? Like, could you get close enough to... Yeah, yeah, I've done that. That'd be kind of cool. What yeah. about a crossbow? I've uh, never shot a crossbow before. What about some sort of, like, catapult, onager, ballista... Trebuchet. A trebuchet probably wouldn't work. It doesn't have a fast enough action. An old-timey cannon. <laughs> that would definitely work. Yeah. Just two flintlock pistols running up. And just... <laughs> no, so you can't Wait, get I gotta close reload. to them, though. So the whole point of like this guy talking about needing an assault rifle mm-hmm. is it's totally legit. So on my brother's property, he has a couple of dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, and... One of the dogs was, uh, before he moved to Texas, he had this dog. It was like, it was our family dog. And mm-hmm. We all loved it to death. And that dog got mauled by a pig that got into their gated property. Dang. Because these, these pigs are, I mean, they'll run through, through razor wire. They don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it, it makes this, like, meme tweet, like, I don't know. Not not sad in a way, but like a little sad in the sense that this person bringing up a legitimate point that like everyone, including me, automatically dismissed as like making fun of the gun situation, you mm-hmm. know, and like it, it there's a definite argument against gun ownership in general, at least in cities. But like, um, I don't know, like what else? can you do when 30 to 50 feral hogs run into your yard within three to five minutes while your small children play? Yeah. yeah. That's why you need like claymores and stuff. Yeah. You gotta, <laughs> you, you gotta booby trap your perimeter like an I am legend. And every night when you go to sleep, you just have to try to drown out the screams. Yeah. In the bathtub. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a real problem. And I guess, um, you know, people that live in big cities where a lot of these debates are taking place, they don't know about the reality of what people deal with in rural communities. Well, what was nuts to me is just learning about how, like, like it's like at epidemic levels of like infestation. Like, like, yeah. like we're at the point almost where, like, the hog problem is is gotten so bad that we're never going to reverse it. Like, at at one point, America will just be hogs. It's going to be like the end of animal farm when they all oh spoilers. It's going to be like the end of animal farm when they all turn into pigs. <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> they didn't turn into pigs. It's just the pigs took control. And oh wait, no, the pigs turned into humans. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, so it's, it's a cycle. Be like, it's 
Planet of the Pigs. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's I like... I can't wait for that movie. It's going to be so good. So good. At the end of that book, when um, <laughs> the Dalai Lama and the Queen of England and Mohammed turn into <laughs> into pigs, and then those turn into humans. <laughs> oh, we're going to get in big trouble with the Muslim community oh. on that one. Oh, no. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll read you one of my favorite responses, though, to this to this meme tweet. Right. So this after the original, you know, how do I kill the 3050 feral hawks? This guy replied to Willie McNabb and says, exactly. Last week, my sons Brantford and Highland were out drinking bush heavy on the back deck. <laughs> parentheses, they're 13 and 11 when a, <laughs> when a pack of 76 feral hogs came running up. I only had a, a bolt-action rifle, and by the time I took out number 76, Brantford was already gone. I miss him dearly. <laughs> oh, what was God. the name of the gentleman who tweeted that? What? Who tweeted that? Yeah, who tweeted that? Oh, his name was... Uh, hold on. Um, Juggalo Socialism. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, his name... <laughs> His name is Ju- Oh, sorry. Juggalocialism. <laughs> well, sir, I say fuck you. We got we to gotta make sure to share this episode with him because, <laughs> first of all, great, terrible name. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Juggalocialism. Yeah. Jesus oh, Christ. Man. Yeah, he's like, assault well, rifles, how do they even work? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so technically there's no such thing as an assault rifle, right? Like, or it's, an assault weapon. It's a made-up name. It's a made-up name. You either have automatics or semi-automatics. Right, but even what they're calling assault weapons mm-hmm. are semi-automatic. Yeah. They just mean scary looking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's true, because you take like a Ruger Mini... 14 yeah and it's got a wood stock and it's it it still takes a magazine to load it but the magazine is a lot smaller Mm -hmm. it's not big and chunky but it still holds 10 rounds yeah and it just slides in level so it doesn't stick down yeah but it operates 100 percent in the same way yeah and it's called a hunting rifle yeah still semi-automatic still holds 10 rounds you can unload it just as fast Mm -hmm. but it doesn't have all this like chunky black tactical plastic on it yeah so it's okay yeah but that same rifle with that chunky black plastic hanging off of it yeah is now a scary assault weapon yeah it's now tactical same length barrel same length stock same amount of trigger pull Mm -hmm. but it's scary yeah the only one i care about is the one that can let me kill 30 to 50 feral hogs at (laughs) (laughs) All right, city boy, you keep joking about this, okay? <laughs> but us real Americans, we know that it's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> Those pigs will take my guns from my cold, dead hands. <laughs> oh, man, is that is that going to be the next sweater that you buy? Yeah. <laughs> That'll never show up. That's actually what it said. That's exactly what it said, and it never showed up. Yeah. yeah. These colors um... don't run. Pigs run from these colors. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think Beto O'Rourke is the one who he canceled your order. He stole oh, your money. Shit. Yeah. Beto's the guy who was like, hell yeah, we're going to take your guns. Yeah, the guy who dropped out of the Ugh, presidential. Fuck that guy. Race. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm a lefty, but 
guns is where the left will lose me because I'm I'm pro gun. Yeah, I'm definitely uh, on the same boat there. Yeah, I, I have like, I have I no mean, stance. I'm neutral. <laughs> One of us has to be. Well, if you stand for nothing, you you stand for nothing. <laughs> You'll then I'll forever. Just, then I'll just chill in my chair for life. <laughs> yep. Till we come up to your front door with our Tac Nines and nineteen hundred and M four A one carbines. <laughs> I'll I'll just three sixty no scope you with my fidget spinners. I'll, I'll just get them spinning really fast and just like throw them around. Can't stop me. You no, know, those are the real <laughs> epidemic. Okay, those Th- that's a relevant real thing damage. to talk about, right? Yeah, <laughs> fidget spinners. Yeah, hundred percent. It's two thousand nineteen. <laughs> okay, yeah. talk all about them. Oh man. Uh, well, it's a real problem. Yeah. In this country, um, I've got kind of a follow up to what I was talking about earlier, but I just really wanted to drive home my point. <laughs> Um, is this the racist dinner thing? Well, this isn't racist. <laughs> the, the racist so dinner for schmucks, you mean? <laughs> well, this is just <laughs> recapping. Um, I was doing some additional research for that article, uh-huh. and um, I found another post um, that's it speaks to this epidemic mm. more in the country. Um, the racism not, or the pigs? Not the pigs um, or the racism, actually. <laughs> oh, okay. Just the epidemic of terrible white women. Um, so if you guys would allow me, I'm going to read this this post that okay. I found on, um, on, on Reddit here. Um, so, this is a very, very uh, credible source. It here. is. Uh, the author who pinned this, his name is Derp. Dirt? Derp. Derp. Okay. D-E-R-P. All right. I know that American women overall are pretty terrible. Mm, Yeah. But I have to say that out of all American women, that white women are by far the worst. This is an aggro episode against white women. (laughs) Let's be real. White women are the top of the dating game when a man wants to find a woman. Nearly every man in America finds white women to be the most attractive race of women Compared to other races. Mm. While yes, they are very attractive physically, they are also the most spoiled and entitled race of American women. As a white man, it frustrates me how materialistic and narcissistic they are. Not only are they very hard to please or date, white women are very critical of white men recently. I have dated other races of women and found that they are more down to earth than white women in general. Personally, I think I'm going to give up on dating white women altogether and focus on Asian women. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Asian women seem to be better than white men overall. What's funny is that I was dating an Asian woman one time, and he he definitely wasn't. Definitely one time. (laughs) It definitely never happened. (laughs) Um, And while they were at the movies buying tickets, there were some white women behind us making snide remarks. Apparently, it's okay for white women to date outside their race, but it's a problem if a white man wants to do the same. Whatever. I don't like white women, and I know other white men that are not into white women either. Anybody else feel me? Is this is this on an incel like subreddit? Some MGTOW? <laughs> I don't know. I came across it, and uh, now my entire computer is has herpes um, and it's it's only like my ads are Asian singles 
Yeah. Yeah. After wow. reading this article. They really are. So. Oh my God. It's, it's the most beautiful Asian women. Those are not all Asians. Um, well, it's, it's giving you, it's showing you that Asian women are just as attractive as white women. Yeah, with plastic surgery. Uh, Those tits are fake. Derp. Derp said so. <laughs> derp. Derp, if you're out there, give give a white woman a chance if she'll give you a chance. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, this you're right. This probably isn't the most credible source. <laughs> and uh, Derp definitely isn't um, a ladies' man, Yeah, I'll probably say. But you know what? He's probably seen Joker ten times now. <laughs> yeah. And that's a scary thought. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, he, oh. he's probably like, oh, this movie speaks to me so much. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, you know what so. he he should watch that would turn his life around is Barry. <laughs> oh, God. Stop it. I don't know Before what you guys have against ever. that show, but it's pretty good. I don't know if you understand the premise or not, but I can explain it to you if you want. <laughs> no. Please don't. All right. If we're going to talk about shows, Chris, did you watch Mandalorian? I haven't watched it yet. No. What? Uh, I put it in the Dropbox. I know, what but is wrong I've with just. You? Well, I've been working and I've also been prepping for the episode. You know. Prepping <laughs> for the Doomsday. Yeah. I had to catch up on two episodes of Watchmen, so I didn't. I didn't watch The Mandalorian. Uh, all right, fine. We'll discuss it next week. Okay, that's a teaser for next week. Man, we're really good at this podcasting stuff. Well, I think next week. I don't know if you guys are into it. But uh, I'd, I'd like to talk a bit more about politics next week. Yeah. And uh, maybe about this uh, this witch hunt, this hoax that's going on right now in Washington. Oh, okay. I'm going to have to read some news because I don't follow politics that closely. Hmm. What's well, going you sh- on? You should be. Well, let's <laughs> talk about it next week. Is JFK still alive? <laughs> he, yeah, they, they found him. Yeah, oh, good. <laughs> that's, what they're, that's what they're talking about. They found him with the grays. <laughs> so uh chris did you have a thought experiment for us this week oh um yeah i do yeah i do <laughs> i don't have my cards on me that i was using last week <laughs> um okay here's one uh you can have the power to fly Ooh. but in order to fly, you have to constantly be peeing at all times. <laughs> I can fly for like thirty seconds. <laughs> or, or, or do I, or do I have the superpower to pee? Well, let's no, see what the okay, other okay, thing okay. is. Your okay. superpower, your superpower is flight, but the condition of being able to fly is you have to be peeing. Oh my god. Or, you can fly. But your nipples are always screaming. <laughs> uh, I would, t- I would take the nipples screaming. Yeah, what's the what's like? How loud are the nipples screaming? Like blood curdling, like screaming, like like they open up and there's a little mouth in there and they're screaming. Hmm, not a like, problem for me. Not stop well. screaming, and they can scream. <laughs> they can scream through anything. So it's just like, uh, yeah. Like Dang. Addison, did you ever did you ever get that gun in Borderlands where when you shot it, it was just like this really high pitched screaming? Yeah, yeah, it's like that, but both of your nipples, so twice as bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just 
even though the loud screaming nipples sucks, it's still better than <laughs> only being able to fly for like 30, 45 seconds. I don't know. I've never timed myself pee, but I'm guessing. I, I don't think I've ever peed more than 60 seconds. Well, bringing that up, we've actually timed you peeing multiple times. No. And uh, Chris, do you have that information available now? Yeah, it's like 25 <laughs> seconds. Uh, okay, well, let's say let's say that like the act of flight causes you to pee. So as Ooh, long as you're okay. fl- as long as you are flying, you you have to be peeing. Man, it sounds like you'd be terribly dehydrated. Yeah. I mean, I guess, but it would. You have a superpower, so is it worth it? <laughs> um, I think if that's the condition, I'll take peeing. Yeah, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take screaming nipples. Yeah, and I, that would be the, also the name of my band. Screaming nipples. <laughs> <laughs> now to I'm fly. just imagining a scenario where you like are leaving work, or you're like about to go on a date or something, and you land, and you just hear in the distance some some faint screaming. <sighs> And then it just gets louder, and as you land in front of, like, <laughs> as you land at the house with the person you're about to pick up, who, by the way, you will also be flying to your destination with this person, <laughs> just gets louder no, and louder. <laughs> no small talk yeah. is going to go on during the flight. What if I'm on an airplane? Am I technically flying? Ooh. No, you, like, you're not using your power at that point. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right. It's a good yeah. workaround. Yeah. You just get on a plane. Yeah, get on a plane. Problem solved. Yeah. So they invented flight. The... Yeah, I would I would maybe like fly to the airplane, so get a little bit of screaming, maybe a little bit of pee coming out, but then just hold on to the airplane. <laughs> <laughs> so if you uh if you chose the peeing one, would you just always have at all times just like tons of changes of clothes, or would you try to time it distance wise? Like, would you experiment with just filling up adult diapers and be, <laughs> be like, I know I just do a, I know this one's doing in the air. Yeah, I just, just pee in the air, man. <laughs> I just, just do a catheter. <laughs> a catheter. Just, yeah, zip, zip, just wear a catheter. Unzip and just let it go like birds do. Yeah. No, I, I just put on a condom. You know, the little <laughs> tip of the condom. That's what that's for. So you can pee inside. Oh, oh yeah. I, I'm I, using I it for the wrong thing all this time. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> no, I mean, if you were wearing a catheter, then when you get where you're going, you just dump out your pee bag. Yeah. Hmm. Just a little valve at the bottom of it. Yeah. Oh, this all sounds so doable now. It's like almost like a reality. And it's less like a thought experiment and more like something that actually can happen. <laughs> well, how about this week you work on making that happen for us, Chris? Yeah. I can get us some catheters, I'm pretty sure. All right. I'll get my top minds on it. <laughs> All right. Well, that was fun, guys. Yeah. Join us next week on the part-time pod where we're going to discuss how beer's made. Probably or... more racism. <laughs> this is not going to become a racist podcast, but we might talk about the origins of the word white whistle. Okay. I'm curious to hear this one. So fun. to peace.